But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas' idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Give Us a Second, a mini-sode series brought to you by the good folks at The Greatest Moments in the History of Forever. This is episode eight, a brief discussion on the Halloween franchise. Halloween, a retrospective, if you will. Yeah, this is like a special give us a second episode for the greatest October in the history of forever. And what better time to talk about one of our favorite um, horror franchises. And everyone's favorite episode of this podcast. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a way to bring up Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Which we're always looking to do. (laughs) But also, I, I mean... Obviously, when you look at different franchises and you really get down to it, there's all kinds of weird shit that happens. Obviously, <laughs> they replace James Bond all the time. Oh, yeah. And nothing Keeps ever going. really makes sense or, you know, the continuity doesn't really matter. And, you know, with all these superheroes getting rebooted all the time and all this other shit. But I don't know. There's something that just always stands out as special and unique for Halloween because of the different timelines that they've created and then sometimes we'll jump back to oh yeah when it the is time weird. is right and then disregard everything that came in between oh, right. or whatever like I don't know um I guess we could start kind of in general um do you have a particular opinion on the ranking of the Halloween films uh, that we've I don't, think, really I don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, I didn't come prepared with anything, God forbid. But uh, <laughs> I know. Well, we've had the discussion several times, right? I think we're pretty lockstep in this. I mean, okay, I'm I, gonna go Halloween, the original 1978, number one. Yeah, great yeah. movie. Right, it's an untouchable classic. It's in probably the elite top 25 for me it's a great movie outside of just being a horror movie too it's not it's not great movie for a horror movie yeah it's super influential but it's just it's it's just perfectly crafted time place uh the soundtrack obviously his uh, just a memorable historical artifact of a time yeah just it's so influential so many horror films have basically just ripped off certainly anything with nancy loomis in it obviously right up there number two for me i'm gonna say halloween three season of the witch whoa uh that's a shocking (laughs) number two for (laughs) controversial too i think some people would put it number one and then some some people people would put it last yeah it's it's kind of a weird polarizing Obviously, it's the only entry in the series that doesn't have Michael Myers. That's a sticking point for some people. I think understandably so. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to say, like, as far as... If you're going to be like, well, what is the best in terms of just... Or what makes a Halloween movie? And a lot of people would say Michael Myers. Right. I mean, if if you were going to just, like, follow the certain criteria, then obviously you would have to throw Halloween 3 out. But as far as, like, just the best for me... 1982 is Halloween 3. Third, I would put 
Halloween H2O 20 years later from 1998, where they kind of disregard Halloween 3, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, and Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers and go back to Halloween 2 and pick up the story with Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis returns. Yeah, she's been in hiding all these years. Our old friend. Back in the mix. uh, What's his name? Dr. Loomis. Of... Uh, no, he's not in it, is he? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, our old friend from uh, Dawson's Creek, uh, oh. Scream. Yeah. Um, Kevin Williamson. Right. His name? Yeah, he's in the mix. Uh, Josh Hartnett. Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek. Right. Now, Dr. Loomis not in it, but they do do like a weird thing where they try to tie him in because isn't the, like, the woman that's killed in the beginning... Somehow related. Something, yeah. Yeah. Um, number in fourth place, I would put... Now, this is kind of where it gets tough. I would put Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. It's It kind of kicks off like a later era narrative of Michael Myers. Like, uh, you know, kind of the bounce back from Season of the Witch, which was obviously like a kind of a disaster for them at the time. Uh, which came out in 82. They waited six years. They decided to bring Michael Myers back. They didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis anymore. And this introduces Danielle Harris to the Halloween franchise. Halloween gal. Yeah. Um, who would be in four or five and then Rob Zombie's Halloween. And, and Halloween you know, two. other such favorites as Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> uh, then I'd go uh, Halloween 2, which... <sighs> Seems like it should be better than it is. It's kind of the most disappointing because you would expect more. It starts off good, I feel like. Yeah, but it gets real weird yeah. and lame. Right. Um, although, like, I think we mentioned in... Uh, well, that might not be out yet, so I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then... Continuity, always out of whack, just like the James Bond movies. Then I would say... Rob Zombie's Halloween. Wow. The original of his. Then Halloween 5. Halloween 5 really slipping. Then uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Ah. Then Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers. Oy. Starring a young Paul Rudd. Just an awful showcase in acting. <laughs> well, if you think that's bad, in last place, Halloween Resurrection. Oh, yeah. Starring Busta Rhymes. And Tyra Banks. Oh. <laughs> Where he equates Michael Myers to a great white shark in baggy ass overalls at one point. Yeah. Not a great thing. I've never actually seen Resurrection. That's the one on the list that I have not seen. Um, it's not even bad in a fun way. Like, obviously, I'm not going to make the argument that Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is like some fantastic unbelievable great piece of cinema but it's super fun and the badness of it is so watchable and great whereas the badness of halloween resurrection is just horseshit yeah it's just the worst however um you know i wonder with halloween resurrection with the buster i'm saying they were trying to continue with like the success of utilizing like an ll cool j yeah. H2O, which played so well. Yeah, although his character is seemingly killed and then is alive at the end, and then they <laughs> added in some like weird um, 
pickup dialogue of him being like, yeah, just miss me. <laughs> like, oh, it's, like yeah. it's really kind of rough. So, obviously... Discuss. The, I, the thing that kind of jumped out to me was the box office numbers of the original um, eight. Oh, please. Lay it on us. The original Halloween was made for on a budget of three hundred and twenty five thousand and it made about forty seven million, which That's a good turnover. in nineteen seventy eight is insanely successful, obviously. Yeah. Um it dropped by about half for Halloween two and it only made about twenty five point five. Wow. And then with Halloween three they did fourteen point four I would have to imagine that a lot of that... That's shocking. I can't believe it made 14.4. <laughs> well, I'm imagining it probably about eight or nine of that was its opening weekend, and then yeah. once word got out, what was going on? Luckily, they can't... They haven't figured out a way to uh, factor in walkouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you would think... I, the most shocking to me was Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers in 1988. Only made 17.7. So six years go by, they finally get Michael Myers back. It seems like everyone kind of pins the failure of Halloween 3 on the lack of Michael Myers, yet they bring him back six years later. Oh, yeah. And it's really, it doesn't really move the needle much at all. (laughs) No. Now, I always kind of associated Halloween 4 and 5 together for a while because... Well, they came out back-to-back years, 88, 89. They're quite... uh, Quite clearly a continuation of the story between the two. Halloween 5, though, just so... It just bothers you what the hell is going on with this little side story with the guy in the trench coat walking around with the briefcase the whole movie. Yeah, and never really paid off, even in yeah. Halloween 6, the oh, first of Michael no. Myers, which Once came you out get six the years after Halloween 5. Yeah, I mean, Halloween 5 did 11.6, which is almost like, did it even play in theaters? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Curse of Michael Myers in 95 did 15.1. Um, famously, it opened up against 7. Same Friday. Oh. Uh, and then in 98, 20 years later, bringing Jamie Lee Curtis back. Kind of the height, though, of the teen slasher films. The OG Scream Queen. Um, that did 55. Resurrection, which came out four years later in 2002, made 30.3. Wow. <laughs> and then um, I can't believe that the highest in terms of box office success is Rob Zombie's first Halloween at fifty eight point two. Oh. Uh, his second one did thirty three point three, which are I mean are kind of monster numbers when compared to some of the smaller ones in the middle of the franchise there. But I guess you have to factor in inflation. Rob Zombie stuff. casting Danielle Harris to make her return to the series. Yeah, and she takes over the. Nancy Loomis role oh, yeah. from the original. A legendary role. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think enough can be said for how much we just love and appreciate Nancy Loomis. Uh, she's great. I, I just find her as like, I mean, I, I get that like in the original Jamie Lee Curtis is supposed to be like the girl next door type, but I mean, there's just something, I mean, even like the slutty one in the original is so like innocent seeming, yeah. I guess, to like modern girls <laughs> I don't, I don't, that i kind of was like oh no this is gonna sound bad <laughs> but you know what i mean just times change and so like even like the one that's supposed to be the bad girl of the three of them uh they're like differing degrees of bad right. you have the goody two-shoes Lori, and then her better friend is like kind of bad and then the other friend is like you know 
just an out of control, <laughs> an out of control hussy. Yeah. Um, but all three of them seem pretty innocent. But Nancy Loomis, I mean, my God. My yeah, just a God. true goddess, really. <laughs> but I just wanted the reason why. Also, I, I, just a brief appearance in Halloween Three. And by the way, the Rob Zombie ones actually were higher because they had some um, foreign box office. I don't. I didn't really see foreign for any of the original eight, so I don't know. But um, I just wanted to point out those numbers because Boo a Medea Halloween grossed seventy three point two million, which makes it higher than any of the Halloween movies. Yeah, that is weird. It's kind of shocking when you go back and you examine how well these movies actually did. Now, obviously, home video and television have kind of launched the original especially but most of these even to the stratosphere of like all-time kind of movies and like their box office numbers really don't tell the whole story as far as impact but i mean it is weird that like so much is made of these kind of things especially amongst like nerds like us who talk about movies and horror movies but it's like you know this really ridiculous parody kind of movie boo a Medea halloween just comes along and it's so much more successful <laughs> yeah well i even wonder about like maybe some of the scary movie series i wonder if well yeah the the first two scary movies were probably like 200 million oh yeah i mean they were like insane but <sighs> the thing we really wanted to talk about was the halloween three so this guy <laughs> dr chalice who's an absolute legend <laughs> no um so now here we are in 2018, 40 years after the original, and we are once again we're traveling going back to the well to Haddonfield. And I guess I'm assuming we're going to be in Haddonfield. I don't really know. I guess H2O really wasn't, so who knows? But yeah, um, one of the all-time great fictional towns, though. Even though Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Laurie Strode dies in the first five minutes of Halloween Resurrection. That is so weird that they would include that, that they would kind of blow that on a Halloween Resurrection. You know what I mean? Well, I think they wanted to include her in the trailer, and so they paid her, I think, like a few million dollars for probably one day of shooting, (laughs) and, you know, there you go. But, yeah, she's returning now in what is... Originally, this was called, like, Halloween Returns... Uh, for a oh, long time no. when this was still under the now, I, I think the Weinstein Company was involved oh, oh, at one oh. point, and then Dimension still owned it because they did uh, Dimension H2O. Dimension still a company? And, well, they did H2O and Resurrection, uh-huh. and then whoever owns whatever Dimension became. I think Dimension still technically exists. Okay. But they lost the rights. They were going to do Halloween 3D at one point. Uh. Uh, I think Rob Zombie was even maybe going to do a third one wow so many things have happened they didn't care now that halloween 2 went um blumhouse has acquired halloween um and instead of doing a low budget big return it was originally going to be a recalibration whatever that means of the michael myers character and now um they've brought on director david gordon green and danny mcbride that's right danny mcbride will be co-writing the script and now it will be a sequel to the original, whatever that means. David Gordon Green is like a weird director because at one point he was just like one of these like indie kind of film nerd dudes. And then he's like making like Your Highness. Yeah, I wrote down a few of his films. Your Highness, Pineapple Express, episodes of Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals. But also like George Washington, right. All the Real Girls, 
uh, Prince Avalanche. Oh, you could find like old interviews of him just being like so pretentious about making films, and then he's like, "Oh, I just made your highness." <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's that influence of if you meet Danny McBride. Yeah, now he's just like a part of that, that group. Orbit. <laughs> um, and John Carpenter is coming on, coming back to the to the franchise for the first time since I believe Halloween three as an so executive producer. So he had nothing producer. to do with H two O. No, originally he was going to direct it, and then things kind of fell apart. I Ah. think Jamie Lee Curtis wanted him to direct it. Jamie Lee Curtis was like a huge part of H2O even getting made. Oh, okay. And now they had to uh, basically convince John Carpenter to come on as like an executive producer. Um, You know, they could have done it. They basically pitched him like, hey, this is going to happen with or without you. We'd like it to be with We can't promise you things like, you know final say on anything or anything like that but we would definitely want to listen to you and we're gonna like heed your advice about things so why don't you just come on and be a part of this because i mean either way it's happening so why It'd be not cool if uh he contributed some new like music for it i mean it's possible i don't know the, here's all we know so far basically um it's going to be a sequel to the original now i'm assuming since Halloween 2 was directed by Carpenter and it picks up right where Halloween leaves off, Halloween 2 is probably safe to assume as part of this timeline. However, I'm pretty sure that both H2O and Resurrection are out the window with this one. Yeah, I would think. Definitely Resurrection if Laurie's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> but I think to make things so easier... because I don't Jamie think Jamie Lee Curtis now? You mean in real life? I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, I think wait, she's probably or in the movie. <laughs> I mean, I think she's probably in her sixties. Yeah. Well, she has a daughter. Is now, Josh apparently. Hartnett? No, factoring. That's so why I don't. I think they're H2O throwing show out the window because now she has a daughter named Karen Strode, which is kind of funny because there was a character. Plus, she chops off Michael Myers' head at the end. Although, obviously, in Resurrection, the- you find out it wasn't Michael. Right. Myers. In Halloween, the Curse of Michael Myers. There's a character named Kara. That poor, like, paramedic or whatever that just gets his head (laughs) chopped off. And now in Halloween 2018, uh, Lori's daughter's name is Karen, and she will be played by Judy Greer. Oh, wow. I was thinking that this was going to be like an Amanda Seyfried or something. Well, I think age-wise, it actually makes more sense. What's Judy Greer, like 40? Yeah, I I mean. She's been acting for a long time. Well, I guess like in this timeline, uh, Lori would have given birth shortly after probably the events of Halloween too. Yeah, <laughs> but not I don't that know. I'm not happy. I'm a big Judy Greer fan, so well, I'm I guess all we know for sure is that the character's name is Karen Strode, and she's younger than Jamie Lee Curtis in a way where she could conceivably be her daughter. I mean, she is, oh. but but it is kind of strange because typically. For a movie like this, you would think they would probably cast the dad, like a Bella Thorne. Not in the mix. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. They These are the only two people listed so far okay. in the cast. You know, the plan, I guess, is to come out next Her year. Her dad's The Rock. I don't really know if... I don't know like what to really expect from this kind of a screenplay from Danny Mc, McBride and David yeah, Gordon we'll Green. <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine someone from the world of comedy making that leap into horror. <laughs> just seems ridiculous okay so yeah i mean i'm i'm ready i'm excited i'm always ready I'm, to get back in the world 
Yeah, I mean, I think it, they should get back to kind of the yeah, that's the sleepy town vibe. You know, the the word on the street right now is that in addition to this new Halloween, they'll also be you know rebooting all of the oh, other shocker modern uh, slasher type films like Friday the Thirteenth. Oh boy, we haven't had enough Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff. Uh huh. But you know, even though I do think that the re the 2008 or 9 remake of Friday the 13th was and Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, I, I, I that's kind of unwatchable for okay, me, but yeah. um Rooney Mara though. Yeah. <laughs> Always to be fair. Yeah, I mean that well, I will say this, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, when I saw it in the theater, I I honestly didn't think it was that bad. I didn't either. And then I, when I, I, I think I rented it or something, and I went to watch it, and I made it probably like 20, 25 yeah, minutes it's in, and rough. I was like, I can't. But the Friday the 13th one was pretty good. It probably had some of the best nudity in the entire <laughs> Friday the 13th franchise, and Always, some of the most you know, interesting kills. Pushing it right to the top of the list. But those kind of movies, and even though Nightmare on Elm Street is probably a classic the original it just doesn't there's something to the mystique of halloween i would agree even though you could make the case that most of the halloween movies are terrible i know it is true but there always feels like there's a chance that a halloween movie could be a good movie (sighs) yeah and sometimes it takes like 30 years for it to seem good like season of the witch (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, I mean, for me, Halloween four, which I, th- what did I put that third or no fourth after H2O? I, I mean, appropriately, I would say Halloween, Halloween three, Halloween four and Halloween H2O are all very rewatchable for me. The other ones you'd have to kind of catch me in the right mood. Well, yeah, the I Rob like Zombie a- ones I, again, Rob Zombie first Halloween. I was like. In the theater, I'm like, yeah, this is great. There's oh, a ton same, of nudity. Yeah. Daniel Harris is nude in it. I will but, say, like, like, parts of... Rewatching it is just not fun. Parts of it, at times, it, it seems like it has a cool feel. And I will say, when you first have um, Malcolm McDowell playing Loomis, some of his scenes are, like, pretty fun. When he's, yeah. like, paling around with that weird uh, deputy or whatever. I do think that Rob Zombie has talent as a director he just often kind of loses the narrative loses the thread yeah. in the middle of these movies and they kind of go off the rails and I, it seems like some things he's got it right but then he'll be sitting in a meeting or sitting with a script or whatever and be like i know what we got to do here this will make it great and it's just something that makes it horrible <laughs> <laughs> like being it, like well, well let's just have michael myers stab this person 27 times yeah in halloween 2 there are sequences, at least from memory. I mean, it's been a while since I've actually sat through the whole thing, but um, I definitely seem to recall sequences where people would be getting stabbed by Michael Myers, and there would be no music to build up to it, to build up the scariness, and then he would proceed to stab them forty-eight times to the point where you're just like, "All right, they're dead. We get it." Yeah, and I know that like objectively if you look at how some of the characters are killed in the original halloween you're like well that person would not be dead that quickly this would be a long process and it would go on and on and on but like that's it's better, a though. movie yeah like w- the whole point is he's going around killing them once he kills them we need him to move on to the next yes. thing like we cannot spend 
15 minutes watching him stab this person. It is not interesting. It's not really fun for anyone. No. But, um, yeah, so that's our take on the franchise. I mean, we love it. Um, I'll probably be checking out a couple Halloween movies before the end of October. Yeah, it um, is certainly something that every year in October that it comes up, I mean, they're right on the top of the list of at least watching probably a good four or five of these. <laughs> well, I know. But for- sometimes we do like to watch the shitty ones, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Couple- it might be a while before... Uh, what is it? The Curse of Michael Myers? Yeah, is I don't that know. Six? I could go the rest of my life maybe without watching Halloween Resurrection. That's for sure. Well, yeah. Um, but I know, you know, come next year. Pro- I just I'm a- saw Six for the first time a few years ago, and that was Oof. tough. I know. I, I it's, mean, you're almost surprised Paul Rudd ever got another chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is weird because Daniel Harris is in Halloween four and five, and she's twelve in 1989. So then her character, which I don't remember the character's name, is in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, which comes actress. out in 1995, played by an actress named J.C. Brandy. Who does kind of resemble her. Who, in 1995, was 20, which is only two years older than Daniel Harris would have been in 95. So it doesn't make sense this to me. This show, the only place where you'll hear facts like that. Well, I was trying to figure out why... They felt like they had to, like they couldn't get Daniel Harris. I mean, they what couldn't was she care doing? quote. I, I mean, maybe 000. maybe she had something else going on, but it's just like what? I, it's it's bizarre to me that she was filming episodes of Roseanne. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I just couldn't figure out why. But then she's back in the mix in Rob Zombie's Halloween One as a high school. Well, schooler. I know I saw was reading through some threads and people were like, why wouldn't they cast Daniel Harris as Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter? And I was like, well, maybe that's a little too on the nose. But I would like them. I, if possible, I'd like them to bring Danielle Harris into the fold. She's been a part of the franchise now since '88. She, she yeah. goes by Halloween Gal. She loves. She, absolutely she goes is. to all the conventions and signs everything with Halloween stuff. And I mean, she's super into it. And she's still smoking hot. <laughs> I, I, I don't see any reason for her not to be in it. Yeah, just put her in. Yeah, I mean that's you sold me on it. Even if it's just like a cameo, like for one scene, just yeah. get her in the mix. Have her be killed. She'd love to be killed. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well that'll do it. Uh, thanks for listening, and the greatest October in history forever rolls on. See ya.
comes that shit again I got a Halloween head full of tricks and treats It leads me through the nighttime streets Downtown, downtown, downtown I got